Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live, Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Michael Parsons Show. Let's talk about life. The Rich Eisen Show. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, Diane Rossini. From the conversations I've had, he wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. So we're talking about $50 million a year. Today's guests, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. Plus, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hey, it's Rich Eisen, everybody. I'm introducing myself after being introduced. That's how we're starting today's show, and why not? Last day of February 2022. I'm heading off to Indianapolis later this week. It's Combine Week. How are you over there, hey, Christopher Rich. Brockman? What up, what up? DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. How are you hey, over there, Rich. sir? How Good to doing? see you. That's a heck of a fade out. Hey, yeah, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. up, TJ <laughs> Jefferson? Light the candle. Hey, what's up, Rich Eisen? How you doing today, brother? What's going on over there, TJ? You know, just trying to make it happen. Understood. <laughs> Kind of like James Harden in his first two games as a Sixer. I mean, he's not trying. He's making it happen. How about them apples? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we'll talk about all of that on this program. We have three hours. Why don't we? (laughs) Um, And uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We say hello to our Peacock viewers and our uh, terrestrial radio audience listening to us, just like maybe you're listening to us on Sirius XM, Channel 85, NBC Sports Audio, or the Odyssey streaming app, or on our podcast network. Anybody who's listening to us, whenever you're done, well, please, it's your right. And we greatly appreciate it. We just hope that you uh, hit us with a subscribe, just like you do maybe when you see our videos on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. So, hey, everybody. Super Bowl week began. Remember how Super Bowl week began? Remember how it began on that Monday? Uh, Because, like, all weeks begin on Monday and big football weeks begin on Monday, you know, uh, sometimes Tuesday when you're playing games on Monday night. But do you, you remember uh, how uh, the Super Bowl week began? It began with Kyler Murray uh, erasing everything off of his Instagram page that had anything to do with the Arizona Cardinals. And I just figured, you know what, let's just see what goes on for a combine week. Do you think, you think uh, Kyler will say something? Because I, I, I didn't expect it, I'll be honest, because uh, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, he kind of he kind of gave everything that was happening one extra news cycle, but he did he did cauterize it. He kind of like sh- closed up shop when uh, when he said that um, uh, he and Kyler had just spoken the night before. He said this locally on on uh, radio in the uh, Arizona uh, in the Phoenix area, and and he says, uh, "Hey, you know, we spoke and and um, you know his statement that came out um, the uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl, responding to everything that went on." With um, Chris Mortensen's tweet saying that people, uh, per sources, said that he's got bad body language and is immature and things like that. He called it nonsense. And in that statement, he said, uh, you know, uh, love me or hate me, I'm going to get better. And he's like uh, the owner of the uh, Cardinals. 
Michael Bidwell's like, count me in the group of loving him and think he's going to get better. And ha, 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 isn't that great? And we close it off. And then we'll see each other next time uh, we see each other, which is when the teams report in April and we're assuming everything's fine. So everything's fine. He's absolutely going to show up there, even though I was saying, well, what's going on with him anyway? We still don't know. And the whole week of the Super Bowl, we're like, this got to be money-related, right? It's got to be money-related. And and this entire week with the Combine, you know, everybody's there. Well, not everybody. I guess Sean McVay said he's not going. But um, don't worry, Sean. We got your, we got your back with our coverage. Um, and and uh, Daniel Jeremiah is, is going to be joining us shortly on this program in about 15 minutes' time. And um, so um, here's the scoop, folks. None of this had to be really discussed this week with the exception of, you know, the general manager was going to talk and the, the coach is going to talk and could have been just like, you heard what Michael Bidwell had to say and everything's fine. We'll see him in April and we'll figure it out, you know, and we're, we're all, you know, grown, grown ups and so on and so forth and what have you. And, but now, now front and center is a statement. I have in my hand. Here it is. Very nice. Uh, very nice uh, stationery. Yeah, it's very yeah, nice. Know, it you know, nice. there's Kyler. You know, uh, logo. celebrating in the bottom, or or what is he doing? He's got. Yeah, he's pounding it. He's doing something. He's very excited because he's just um, celebrating. He's celebrating, and 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 you know, look, uh, it's a long statement from his agent. It's not from him. It's from his agent, Eric Burkhart. And it's a very long statement. I don't have, you know, we don't have the time to read it, but it's, very long. it's all it's all in all caps, and some of them are in bold, and 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 some of them are italicized. It, it's 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 quite a presentation, um, and um, he. he it starts, I'll just read the beginning. Kyler wants to be direct with loyal Arizona Cardinals fans in the great community of the Valley in stating his two very important goals and objectives. One, and this is in bold, he absolutely wants to be your long-term quarterback. Two, he desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. Achieving both goals will take incredible commitment from himself and the entire organization. Then the next couple paragraphs kind of um, spend some time on what Kyler's done at the franchise and talking about how terrific he is. And guess what? He is. And how he's turned the team around and how the team wasn't um, doing very well before him and it is much better with him. And you know what? He's right. That's true. He's he's definitely uh, turned things around. I mean... And then comes the bold line of action speak much louder than words in this volatile business. It is now simply up to the Cardinals to decide if they prioritize their rapidly improving 24-year-old, already two-time Pro Bowl quarterback who led the organization from three wins before his arrival to 11 wins in their first playoff appearance in five years. Or rather, if they choose to financially prioritize committing to other areas and continuing to merely talk about addressing Kyler's long-term future as their quarterback. Unfortunately, every player, coach, and executive in the NFL or should know, knows or should know that words are hypothetical contractual promises and are regularly dismissed and fleeting in this business. Oh. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. So... He wants a contract. Funny, I missed this when Josh Allen wanted a contract. <laughs> and I missed this when Lamar's been sitting out there and apparently waiting for 
his own self to start the situation from what it seems. And I, 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 I missed it when Goff got his deal and I missed it when Carson Wentz got his deal and I missed it. You see what I'm saying? This is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, no other way to put it. I'm just going to shoot you straight. This is weird. It's weird. What I'm holding in my hand is very weird. It's weird because I, I, I don't uh, look. I don't live in Arizona. I don't live in Phoenix. I don't know about. Are, are you folks sitting there wondering if there's a long-term commitment from from the Cardinals and worried about the future of the team right now? I'll tell you what. If I asked any Cardinal fan what's the worry about the future of the team, it would be. Uh, why why do they fall apart after Thanksgiving? Why do they start like a house fire and don't finish strong? What's up with that? Because this guy that's on the screen right here, he's part of it. In the bottom of the of the document here. Oh, I'm just going to shoot you straight. He's part of it. Coach is part of it. Roster's part of it. General manager's part of it. Owner's part of it. And it's a team effort. I don't understand this. What, is, what does this do? Other than just lay everything bare. I don't know of a single Cardinal fan or NFL fan that doesn't think this kid is dynamite. He's terrific. I don't look at a Cardinals game one second and think this guy can't win a Super Bowl. I honestly think he's got Super Bowl talent in the 21st century where you need quarterbacks who can sling it and run it. But you also need quarterbacks who can also win it. And you need quarterbacks who can also finish strong. And you need quarterbacks who can stay healthy. And you need quarterbacks who don't air their laundry. I don't know. You think Steve Kahn's sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness. We better just give the contract that the kid wants. (laughs) Or... You know, we've got a contractual control for him for at least four more years. Two years on his deal, and then we could franchise him. We could go we could go that route too. I don't get it. One thing I will take from this is that he desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. Means he doesn't want to win the piece of metal in uh in baseball. And, um, you know, hopefully right now all the owners are meeting uh, for the in that in that uh, in that sport with the uh, Players Association and hammering out a deal that actually allows the sport to, to play. And then and then if if the A's take the field, I'm wondering if there would be uh, an addendum to this. You know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Kyler's deserves to be paid. Does anybody see, does anybody out there think the guy shouldn't get his second contract? Anybody? Bueller? Of course. I don't think so. I'm, everyone who I just mentioned, Goff and Wentz and those who've gotten their second contracts and gotten paid, Connor's better than those guys. He's so much better. I don't understand the whole point of making it public. He's the one talking about nonsense. You know, this is nonsense. Unless you want to put the squeeze on on the organization for what? Because fans are going to be storming. Like, I have contract is not there, and he doesn't get his contract. I don't have problems with guys getting paid, and I don't have problems with guys getting contracts. If they deserve them, this guy deserves it. What do you think, Cardinals are not going to pay him? Do you want, he wants it now? And this is the way to go about getting it now? You, you expunge your Instagram account, and then you send out a statement through your agent? 
It's weird. There's no other way to put it. It's just weird. And uh, 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 you know what? Stay tuned. I've got the I got the information right here. Stay tuned, everybody. Um, 1.45 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Followed at 3 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kimes speak at the Combine. Those are Eastern Times. So. <laughs> and there, it would have been interesting. They could, everything's fine. And they could still say everything's fine. Everything's not fine. If somebody feels the need to send out a statement talking about how terrific they are, when my own two eyes knows how terrific they are, and every Cardinal fan, I would uh, again. You could call me eight four four two zero four. Rich, call me, tweet me at Rich Eisen. Do whatever, do whatever you wish. But every Cardinal fan is concerned about the way they're finishing. Not if Kyler Murray is the real answer. And I think the Cardinals know that he's the real answer. Now they're putting in a position of like, if they give him the money, like what happens now? Does everybody need to put out a statement saying that they want to get paid right now? And then, then all of a sudden they get paid. Is that what happens? Is that how it works? Uh, Rich, my uh, agent is putting out a statement later today about my desire. I don't, I, again, and I don't, I don't blame his agent. I mean, if they, but they get together and Kyler's like, send it, hit send. <laughs> Honestly. When my agent does anything um, for me in my business, it is after we talk about it. And if it's an email or a text or whatever, I'm, it's absolutely, if it's certainly, if it's provocative, I know about it. And I say, hit send. You send it. You say that. You do that. So this is on Kyler. Hey, Kyler, you want to get paid? So your way is to just... Go ahead and expunge your Instagram account and have your statement put out. It's just one extra version of all of the way we saw him at the Super Bowl a few years ago when he made himself available for questions that he didn't want to answer with no plan on how to answer. No plan. For his sake and for the Cardinals' sake, I hope he gets paid and I hope they win the Super Bowl. Because guess what? He can do that. He can do that. A million percent he can do that. I don't understand how this works. It's weird. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I've I never seen know, it before. I I, I've never seen it before. It's, maybe it's the 21st century. You know, no, get, rid of, get rid of all your photographs on the Instagram account to let people know you're upset. And then have your agent say nothing, say no comment. And then out comes a report that you're immature and selfish and you got bad body language. But the team's going to self-scout and get better and get more veterans around him to make sure that he's happy. And then he calls that nonsense. And then the team's owner says everything's fine. And then a few days later, when nobody's kind of knocking on the door, send out a statement just before combine hits. Because guess what we're going to be talking about? This, and I guess if that's the way you think you can get your contract, I guess I will be the useful idiot sitting there on Thursday night with the quarterbacks out there spinning it, although not Matt Corral or anybody else, I guess, who's going to be drafted at the top. And those guys, guess what we'll be talking about? This. So weird. Normally, this is done behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know why it's out so public all of a sudden. I don't or, know. Or it works. 
that they'll get the contract yeah, before or, the season? Or, or it works. If it does, then uh, I, I will say this. maybe this is the way of the new world. It definitely is. But for the moment, it's weird. You said you've never seen it before because wow. we've never been in situation. I mean, I guess so. you know if I'm, I'm, a, I'm it, a more private guy. Like, let's figure this stuff out behind the scenes. Well, Why would I want to make anybody feel pressured or, or feel foolish? Imagine if social media existed amongst the times of when To was doing his you know driveway yeah. sit ups and when Chad Ochocinco. I mean, you would have had players doing stuff like this. It just didn't exist back then. By the way, and also uh, I don't know who it is. If it's his agent or Kyler, I love this. Um, the font. No, no, I just, just I, I, I love the uh, the oh, stationery. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> I do. Maybe should I get like me as the running man and the oh, bro. I do that? Oh, why, yeah, do, yeah, why man, don't you have more. that already? Like, I mean, Can I get the what, template? That's like yeah. three inches big. By the way, I'm starting to feel like Patrick Bateman in uh, American Psycho, looking at business cards with like his. Is that right? <laughs> Let's look at Paul Allen's card. <laughs> Let's. Uh, yeah, Rich, you need to get on. So next. Daniel Jeremiah is about to join us. This will be great. Uh, Does he have stationary? I don't know. I will ask him. All right. And then, uh, and then, um, <laughs> Mike Florio in hour number three. He definitely has. He absolutely has. Stationary. And then, uh, what, with the ESQ on it. Oh, yeah. and and uh, Sam Amick of The Athletic. He does not have station. Well, we, uh, maybe he does. We, we will talk about the conversation that apparently took just down the street at Lakers headquarters Ooh. last week. I mean, that's literally down Paul the street for people. And Jeannie Buss and... Um, Rob Palenka all having to get on the same page about what LeBron was talking about during All-Star Weekend and what happens with the team moving forward. Uh, according to Sam Amick, uh, Rich Paul said part of it was, quote-unquote, laughing and catching up. Ooh. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 laughing and catching up. Isn't that amazing how LeBron says he loves all that F them pick stuff and yeah. Sam Presti, they yeah. like him, and uh-huh. he loves he loves Ohio and what the Cavs have become. That's that's a hoot. So they, he took everybody to a oh, back God. corner of El Segundo just to laugh and giggle and high-five yeah, each other? Yeah, they were laughing when they were booing last night. <laughs> and then there's you, 844-204-RICH, Overreaction Monday. It is a Monday. We've got that. So much to discuss. I'm just glad I have my seat back from Micah Parsons last Friday, <laughs> if you missed that. Their cowboy uh, di- pass rusher extraordinaire. Um Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Show. When we come back, Daniel Jeremiah, my, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, we're about to spend an insane amount of time together on television <laughs> next on the Rich Eisen Show. When Callaway engineered Chrome Soft to be the best tour ball, it didn't just make the best players better, it made everyone better. Before we take a break, I want to tell you about the Chrome Soft family of golf balls. Best tour performance for every type of performance with this golf ball. Starting with the regular Chrome Soft, which I use because it's for the widest range of golfers who want better, better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. And trust me, if I can tell the difference between a Chrome Soft and another golf ball, you certainly can too. Certainly if you want more workability, there's the Chrome Soft X. And then finally, Chrome Soft XLS gives you a lower spin golf ball and longer shots, firmer feel, but still with high spin around the greens. Every Chrome Soft is now enhanced with precision technology, which is design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one-thousandth of an inch, ensuring they're the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. So when you add it all up, it's so simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. DJ on the RES when we come back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with Daniel Jeremiah. We just hashed out uh, him taking a, a figurative swing at me on Twitter over my coach taking swings in the basketball court, getting ready to hey, go. Did you, see, did you see my other tweet to you last night, Rich, by the way, with the, with the news about my... Yeah, apparently some guy at Supercuts, whatever, uh, has nothing... Yeah, he cuts hair and gets tips. Yep, and uh, his tip was that uh, you're you're the the first choice for Fox with Troy Aikman leaving uh, for the booth. Oh, right. Over, Congratulations. Well, he said the other people Thanks, he named guys. were over Sean Payton, Nate Burleson, and Condoleezza Rice. I didn't know that those were the three other uh, <laughs> options for Fox. I had no idea. You know, so congrats. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think is what I was told according to the guy from Supercut that came down to me and Condi, and uh, it was a close <laughs> call, but I think I edged her out. You know what? Uh, thank goodness that would be in football and not foreign policy. Let's put, let's put it that way. You, yeah, she I definitely has the edge on both. that. I've, I'm probably losing both having heard her talk football. She's All right, sure. Daniel. I'm, I'm so excited to be ready to spend an insane amount of time with you in that booth at the 50-yard line at Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, what is the main headline going into the combine in your estimation, DJ? Well, I think this, I think this league rich, as we've saw in the Super Bowl, is about quarterbacks and those who can get to the quarterbacks. And I think, you know, maybe some of the headlines have been, well, this isn't the, the sexiest quarterback group, um, you know, after what we saw last year and what it looks like could be on the horizon next year. But if this is a draft where you're looking to find guys who get to that quarterback, you are going to love it. I mean, it is loaded with edge rushers. You've got two from your school yep. um, among about six, seven, or eight I could see going the first round and, and getting ready for the combine and talking to guys who've been training uh, these dudes. 
they're going to put on a show for us, Rich, so I can't wait. And yet, uh, your mock draft going into the Combine, it's 2.0, for those who might have missed the 1.0 that came out in, in uh, I guess, January. Um, Evan Neal, um, the protector of uh, all Alabama Crimson Tide quarterbacks, is, is going to be the choice of the Jaguars. They're going to go to try and protect Trevor. That's what their choice is, you think, when it's all said and done? Yeah, and again, you know, that's, that's how... You know, I do the mock drafts, kind of what I think they would do, not necessarily what, what I would do or how I have guys ranked. Um, in my updated top 50, Evan Neal's my fifth player. Um, I, I like him. I like the pass rushers better. I just think, you know, if we if we fast forward a year from now, Rich, and the Jags are coming off of, uh, you know, a 5-12 and 12 season, and, you know, the defense is, has played great because you've added Aiden Hutchinson and they've paired him up with Josh Allen, but the quarterback doesn't take any steps forward, I think they would they would kind of view that as uh, the organization not necessarily where it needs to be. Whereas I think if they're the same five and twelve team and they're maybe giving up some points, but um, you, you see the trajectory start to take off here for, for Trevor Lawrence, I think you'd feel much better about things. So I, I just feel like this whole off season it started with Doug Peterson. Um, every decision the Jags make is going to be to try and help out their young quarterback. And so you've got um, the Giants <laughs> who have two picks in the top 10, right? They've got yep. five and they've got seven. And in your mock draft, you have them taking no offensive linemen. Uh, a pass rusher, Trayvon Walker of Georgia, and then Drake London, a wide receiver. You you think that that's what they're going to do um, when when it's so clear that that line is so dreadful? Is that what you've got on your list? Well, here? here's the Here's the here's the challenge is first of all I think they're going to try and trade out. Okay. Um, I think that's what they're going to try and do if they can find a partner because they have a lot of holes to fill. They need to uh, clear a bunch of salary cap space. So I don't know how much they're going to be able to do in free agency. But yes, the offensive line is a glaring need. But with with Evan Neal and Aquanu off the board, I think you're probably extending and reaching a little bit. Now I I don't think you know Carolina from everything I've been told the picks right behind them is. They are they are dead set on the offensive line, and I, I mean to me it was like put to me from somebody who's tied in there uh, with those guys that just no matter what just give them an offensive line, and even if you think it's a reach, um, so that's that's what I did with them. But with the Giants, I think you know you 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 look at the other areas of this football team they need to address. Maybe they can do it with some low price uh, free agents. I just look at Joe Shane and where he came from in Buffalo. No first round picks on that offensive line. But what they did is they got serviceable players, and then they used their resources and trading, you know, a one for Stephon Diggs to put weapons around Josh Allen. So that's kind of the theory of where I went with that of trying to give Daniel Jones some more weapons. I really like Kadarius Tony, but I'm not going to make you know Joe Shane and Brian Dayball pay for the sins of the previous group that paid Kenny Galladay all that money. Um, so I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit and wait for him to be a great player because I just don't think that day is going to come. Your next 10, fascinating in the fact that these are where the two quarterbacks in the draft you have going in the first round reside because you have only two guys going in your first 32 at the quarterback position, none in the top 10. You've got Kenny Pickett going to the Saints, 18th overall, and then the Liberty quarterback Malik Willis to the Steelers, 20th overall walk me through your choices here and also to leave Matt Corral out of the first round entirely yeah you know Matt Corral unfortunately you're not going to see him throw um or do much at the senior bowl he's coming off that injury in the bowl game he played in 
Uh, he's got a really live arm, Rich. He plays really, really aggressive, uh, and he does that with his legs. That you know, he's not a big guy. I don't think he's going to physically hold up playing that aggressive with his legs. So he's going to have to dial that back. Um, it's kind of a tough offense to evaluate out of as well. Um, kind of some some schemed winners in there with with Lane Kiffin and RPOs. It's just a he's a tough evaluation. So uh, that's why I had him kind of sliding out. And then um, you get to Kenny Pickett uh, with the Saints. You know, it feels like to me this is kind of a not a rebuild, but uh, you know, definitely kind of a new chapter here with Dennis Allen taking over. Uh, they don't have their quarterback answer there, and I think when you look at playing indoors, playing and in where they're going to play in that division, I think it suits Kenny Pickett with his you know with his skill set. Doesn't have an overpowering arm, but really good accuracy and decision making. So I like the fit with him there, and then Malik Willis. Again, I, you know, the mock drafts I do off of what I hear and, and what I think could happen, and. Uh, the buzz down there in Mobile at the Senior Bowl was that uh, the Steelers seemed to be smitten with Malik Willis. So they want to, you know, a lot of times it's like when you fire a coach, you hire the opposite. I think we can see a little bit of that, too, when you change quarterbacks. I mean, it doesn't get any more opposite than going from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson. Um, so you stay inside the division. You go from Big Ben to Malik Willis. You get a lot more athletic. And Kevin Colbert does what Ozzie Newsom mm-hmm. did. Uh, on the way out the door is, is leave the next guy a quarterback to go forward with. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned that to Ed Bouchette last week, and he kind of poo-pooed that in a way, you know, the longtime chronicler in, in of the yeah. Steelers in Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, but I also did hear Tomlin say that um, that mobility at the quarterback spot is something that he would love to have, right? So yep. that's those those two things make sense, right? There. there, a little breadcrumb right there. But uh, and then there's the issue of uh, uh, of the quarterback market shaking out in the new league year, as well as maybe after all that with Deshaun Watson and what Aaron Rodgers wants to do and. Russell Wilson is the latest quarterback to remove um, or not have any mention in his Twitter bio or social media bio of the team that currently has him. Um, so how do you see all of that playing out? Uh, obviously, that would wreck a mock draft. That's why it's a mock yeah. draft, everybody. So just to go back to your homes, it's not the real thing. Um, right? So so how do you see the quarterback market going into the combine whispers and ear to the ground, Daniel? Yeah, I would say a couple things, Rich. You bring up uh, some great points. So that would that would be a great opportunity for me to say, pay more attention to a top 50 list or whoever you follow and whoever you trust with their information. Mm-hmm. A mock draft prior to free agency is just a fun exercise, but I don't know how useful it is. But if you can kind of get a feel for you know how you stack the players and how you like the players and how you rank the players, I think that's more valuable. Um, and I would say you know how it impacts what we have going forward over the next few weeks as we head towards free agency. I don't get the idea that anybody's super enamored or in love with this quarterback class. Um, and what that uh, tells me is that we're going to see some teams try and get bold and try and be pretty aggressive in the veteran market. So that should be a lot of fun. Well, who's going to be available in the veteran market, do you think? Do you think Aaron well, Rodgers is? People, I think it's going to be trying to give teams an offer they can't refuse. So maybe some guys that you don't think are you know, potentially available, maybe they get blown away and they do become available. Um, I would imagine there's going to be several teams that try and take a swing um, you know, with, with Aaron Rodgers, with Russell Wilson particularly. Um, and then we're all, I mean, I feel like we've been saying the same thing forever. We're all just playing the waiting game on Watson. Hmm. And then um, anybody that we're not talking about? What do you think? You, you think? I don't know. You know, there was some talk about, you know, Cousins and, and what could happen there. I think once they hired Kevin O'Connell, I, I kind of put that to bed because 
I don't think you're allowed to be a membership of the Shanahan uh, coaching tree unless you pledge your allegiance to Kirk Cousins. So <laughs> I, I, I just don't see that happening. You pledge allegiance to Kirk Cousins? Is that where you stand up there, hand over your yeah. heart? Yes. Is that how yeah. it works? That's really funny. Hold on. I'm going to write that out today. I'm going to write that out right One now. quarterback under center yeah. with completions or- and interceptions for all. <laughs> This three three step drop ID pledge. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. How do you think the uh, statement from Kyler Murray's agent Eric Burkhart landed on the desk of Steve Kime as he's making his way to speak uh, in front of the combine uh, gathered media Tuesday? What do you think about that statement, Daniel? I, I mean. I don't want to put words in Steve's mouth. I've, I've known Steve for a very long time. I would imagine he probably he probably just had a little bit of maybe a chuckle and an eye roll and and went about his day. Um, I, I don't think that I don't know what the point of it was. You know, like are you trying to apply public pressure? You know, like you're trying to get the the fan base to rally behind a guy who scrubbed all of the fan base's team's information from their social media accounts. Like I I don't get it. I, I don't I don't see this applying any leverage. Um, you know, I, I kept reading. I was like, okay, where does it say he, he's going to hold out? Like, I, I was kind of missing that piece of information. Um, so I, I didn't really get the, uh, the the motive behind that. If whatever it was, I don't think it was accomplished. So let's dive into it. Like, what? Because I said at the top of the show, Daniel, that if you have spoke to any Cardinal fan, they're not worried if Kyler Murray's the right guy at all. No. They're yeah. worried about why does this team fall apart after Thanksgiving? That's what they're mm-hmm. worried about. And if that is the problem of the mix of the team or the organizational um, you know, uh, roster building or the coach, like that is the question. Or it, it, you know, is it something that, that will not be able to be fixed with Murray? Like deep down, um, that might be the concern about Murray long term, not about like signing him now because he's not the right guy. Like, there's no Wentz Goff problem here, right? So, I guess that's my first way to dive deep in is like, what is the problem? What has been the problem in your estimation in Arizona? Well, I think I think you know they've had some issues with some injuries. I think he's just physically worn down at the end of the year too. You know, and the first you know. Year before it was more injury related. This year is a little more performance related. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that was the other thing that was kind of missing from that, you know, from that statement or what have you. It's like, hey, we've accomplished some great things, but you know, I know that I need to get better, and I'm working on that you know, so that I can finish uh, stronger than I have the last couple of years. But maybe like a little bit of accountability if he took there uh, would it would have made that land a little bit better. Um, but, no, I mean, I think they got to continue to add depth. I mean, we, we've seen that, especially we're in 17-game season now, Rich, and when we have had with the COVID uh, stuff. I think hopefully that's behind us for the most part. But uh, the deepest rosters are the ones that, uh, that advance and move on. So they, they've got to continue to add talent and depth around Kyler. But he's not, he's not uh, you know, he, he's not uh, someone who doesn't deserve a little bit of criticism as well for his play coming down the stretch. So then I think it's just I think he probably thought he was going to get kind of the rubber stamp Josh Allen kind of name your number let's just get it done and pay you um and I don't I don't think he's getting that. So then why not? That's the let's so let's flip this on its head then. Um in the fact that 
you know, everything that Eric Burkhart did say um, in it about how the franchise has turned around and how well he has played is is fact. And that what I said is clearly he is the quarterback of the future for the Cardinals. Then why not give him what he wants right now? What's the point of that? Well, I I think that they I think he is going to be their quarterback. I don't think there's any other option, but I think they're maybe not putting him in the Josh Allen category yet. You know, if you're if you're if you're looking for the Mahomes or the Josh Allen contracts, I think their their argument. And again, I'm just looking at this from the outside, but I'm imagining their argument is no, you're not those guys. You are a you are a great player. Again, you are a Pro Bowl caliber player. But those guys you're talking about two of the top, you know, three quarterbacks, however you want to look at that in, in the league, maybe one and two. Um, so yeah, we, we're not going to pay you that number because we don't view you as that type of a player. But, uh, I, I would imagine he's saying, yeah, but I'm next, you know, that's how these contracts work. It doesn't necessarily mean you're better than the, the previous guy, but you're the next guy and everything kind of keeps trending upwards. So that's, that's where you have uh, a, a little bit of the issue would be my guess. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, wouldn't you be concerned that, you know, that if he doesn't get paid that year four, that, that there might be body language moments or shutting it down moments uh, during games where adversity hits that you'd be concerned about because he hasn't been paid based on the, the actions over the last three weeks? I mean, isn't deep down, wouldn't you be, would you be concerned about that sitting in the Cardinals front office right now? Daniel? I would say, I would say if you're worried about that, then you probably should have bigger issues to be worried about with him, you know, going forward. If, if his wiring is such that well, then why it worked if, out, then I would be concerned because if you, you'd say, okay, most guys would say, okay, Look, pay, pay me now. This is what the number is. I know it's an uncomfortable number, but guess what? When I go out next year and I take the next step and we take the next step, that number is only going north. Um, so I, I would prefer to have somebody in that position that would maybe take that approach. And I would imagine I think that's what Lamar Jackson will do. Um, and, and kind of that in that same boat, he's going to say, that's fine. You want to you want to hold off and wait? That number is only going to go up. Well, I mean, in terms of the Lamar, um Eric DeCosta spoke a couple weeks ago, and I took his 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 comments to mean that Lamar isn't negotiating; like he's just chilling out and figuring out he'll get to it when he gets to it. Are they talking? Are you hearing anything on that? <laughs> no, I have not. Daniel, I haven't talked to Eric. I have not asked Eric that. So um, maybe okay. I'll check in with him when we get out to All Indianapolis. Right. But okay. that's uh, it's it's different ways you approach this thing, right? I mean, I just keep looking back at Kirk Cousins and all the deals they tried to give him. And he just said nope, 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 um, and but bet on himself and paid off in a big way. So I think I'd rather go that approach than the than the all caps letter. Before I let you go, Daniel, who, who give me some names of some guys that you're you're thinking can burn it up, uh, knock the the roof off of Lucas Oil coming up this week at the combine. Well, I mentioned I mentioned those edge rushers, Trevon Walker from uh, from Georgia. Um, he's going to probably run in the high four fives or low four sixes at 275 pounds. Um, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, another edge rusher, could run in the four fives, 260 plus pounds. We've already talked about how Hutchinson is going to roll. I assume Thibodeau is going to roll as well. Um, that group's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then wide receivers, I always like giving you a name that's maybe a little bit off the radar. Yes. Uh, but Danny Gray from SMU, I think that second number is going to be a two. Oh, okay. That's a that that would be that's something fast. else. That is fast. All right, Daniel. I look forward to spending a lot more time with you. 
Well, I appreciate I, it, I man. Mean, I, uh, I'm trying to debate whether or not I'm going to be going sandwiches or salads this year, Rich. So oh, that's please. What I've got to determine. You know what? Salad is a great notion going in, but you please, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Uh, certainly, when you got to eat it with during a commercial break, what are you going to grab a fork yeah. and you know, please? Nah, you're right. Come on, Daniel. Just don't be like Peyton well Manning intended. and get caught well eating intended. on camera. Yeah. Yeah, the pig getting yeah. caught eating on like, camera like, is a problem. Also, how's your stationery? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you want to know? Because go ahead and ask him. Go ahead. Yeah, I, th- I threw up a poll question when we all saw Eric Burkhardt's statement this morning. So, Kyler Murray, very impressive stationery. Yeah, we were taking But who that. do you think has the best stationery between you, Kyler, and Mike Florio? Ooh, I can tell you this. Mm. I got married March 11, 2000. Mm. And I still have some of my thank you note stationery left. So oh. I'm, uh, I'm not a big, not, apparently I'm not a very good letter writer. Yeah, they've created more fonts since then. So maybe you want to get back logo? to that. Do you have a logo? Do you have a logo, DJ? No, the DJ no, logo. I think it just has my name embossed at the top. Yeah. He's not working on it. Good. No, and the last thing you want to get is is a is an envelope from Mike Florio. You don't want that. <laughs> no. That means, oh, that means you're being sued. Envelope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chapter 14 of Playmakers. Take care, brother. I'll see you in Indianapolis. Okay. Take care. All Safe right, flight. Man. See you soon. That's Daniel Jeremiah. He's uh, check him and Bucky Brooks. He's about to go do uh, Move the Sticks right now. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show, the podcast. Although en- envelopes from Florio sounds like a, like, like a, a like a song, like a yeah, like a like a James Taylor song. Yeah, envelopes from Florio. Yeah. Yep, envelopes from Florio is a great uh, like an REM album or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say Fleetwood Mac, maybe mm. mm-hmm. like rejected Fleetwood Mac album titles. Yes, <laughs> I like it. I like all of it. Um, okay, so. Um, Let's take a break. There's uh, something I, I want to just formulate a little bit about one more thing with Kyler Murray. And then um, we will move on to um, what went down over the weekend in the hardwood, including what happened last night in the downtown Hoops Dojo, with the wheels falling off the Lakers wagon. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Jason in Scottsdale, Arizona. First in, first up. Let's take your call. What's up, Jason? Hey, can you hear me? I can. All right. Uh, well, first, I want to thank TJ for on uh, at the end of Friday's show for putting it out in the atmosphere. That maybe Kyler scrubbing his social wasn't a huge deal, and the universe responded in kind. Okay. Uh, no, but 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 uh, but I know you guys have been asking. Uh, you know, do people in Arizona think Kyler is he really the answer or not? And, there, and as a Cardinals fan that follows him on social media, I can kind of tell you that there are definitely people that have their doubts who don't think that he's the answer, or at least very skeptical. Now, I don't know if that's, like, because of the fact that there's people, you know, Cardinals fans are angry and they're just kind of, like, with their pitchforks and you know, looking at people to, like, wonder what the cause of two straight collapses is or what. But, yeah, there are definitely people that basically forget that, like, the Derek Anderson and the Kevin Cobbiers were a thing, you know, and that we could just find another franchise quarterback, you know. So there are definitely people that are, are skeptical. Well, you know what, and... He... Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I'm team Pam. I'm team Pam. Uh, no, I'm, so am I. I'm team Pam. Yeah. The question is, do you pay him now? Certainly after he has um, gone out and made everything so public. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I'm team. Look, let me just repeat this about Kyler Murray. I am team pay him as well. But do you pay him now? Do you pay him now? And And after everything that he has done. And then what does it what does it show what does it show you like literally right now is tough because he's put out this statement through his agent and he scrubbed the Instagram account completely and and you know all the team maybe want to do is just get some time removed from this before putting a proposal in front of him because. You don't want to look like you're being strong-armed by somebody. I mean, that is something you need to take into account. And then there are two things about Kyler Murray that would give me pause. Two things. One is what Daniel Jeremiah said, that by the end of the season, one of the reasons why these drop-offs, you see these drop-offs from Arizona, where they're terrific first 10 weeks, 11 weeks of the season, and then not at all. What, why Why is this? Well, you could point it, pin it on Cliff Kingsbury because that's what happened with him at Texas Tech too, including when he had Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then also what Daniel Jeremiah said is that Murray wore it down. Again, he is not 6'4", 6'5". He's not somebody, he's somebody that could wear down potentially yeah, he's, because he's, a, he's slight yeah. in figure. Yeah. Big in game, slight in figure. And so that's one thing that would concern me. And then the other thing is that he might not grow out of whatever maturity problem there really does exist. And one of the things that would cause me to even pause now on that front is, okay, so either I don't give him money or I say something to him. We still don't know why he scrubbed his account at Instagram. Either I say something to him or I don't give him what he wants immediately. And he then goes to his Instagram account and scrubs us from it. And then 
A couple weeks later, he tells his agent or says yes, because I imagine his agent just doesn't do this. Or his agent could come up with the idea and he says yes to it. I don't know. I don't know. This is total speculation. This. This is how the adversity of not getting paid or not getting what he wants is manifested. What happens in the third, fourth quarter again? If I don't pay him, what happens this fall? Does he take the approach of, I'm going to fight through it, I'm going to fight through the adversity, or why would I do that for a team that doesn't have my back financially? Hmm. Maybe maybe playing center field for the Oakland A's isn't a bad idea. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, And if I'm, if I'm somebody who's getting ready to commit nine figures to somebody like that, I'd have a little bit of pause. Like, hey, what, what gives? Like, what have we not done? What hasn't been done? Do you see DeAndre Hopkins out there? Hmm. <laughs> well, that's a rhetorical question because as a, uh, somebody who's had DeAndre Hopkins on his fantasy team two years in a row, sometimes they don't see him yeah. or throw to him. That's it. Those are the two things about Kyler Murray. Wearing down in season and then the fortitude of facing adversity by hitting delete or hitting send. Those are the two things I'm concerned about. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Harden looked good. Yeah. Yo. Harden looked terrific. Harden looked terrific. In his first two games with the Sixers, it looks like he and Embiid have played together for quite some time. And so I want to talk about that with Sam Amick in hour number two. Other thing I want to talk to him about is the Lakers all being on the same page with LeBron. They're all on the same page. Then the uh, uh, second half starts. And on Friday, we learn that they're all on the same page because they all met down the street here, Rich Paul and the owner and the general manager and everybody's copacetic. And then they lose to the Clippers. <laughs> and then last night, the New Orleans Pelicans come into town and dismantle oh, yeah. the Lakers. That was beautiful to watch. Dismantle them. Dismantle. The team that traded them Anthony Davis and doesn't have Zion. We gonna spank that ass. That is what Michael Irvin had to say, <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> it wasn't even close. Zion's not talking to anybody, but this team comes in and dismantles the Lakers. I think saying dismantle is a nice way to say it. You yeah, could yeah, use some more aggressive words the other way. You're being polite. Yeah, they so we'll to, talk about that, that with, kicked. with Sam Amy, <laughs> to say the least. And hour number two, also overreaction Monday, coming up too.